the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You ready to get underway for a Friday? It is the last day of the week. It is TGIF. It is a good thing, to say the least. And uh, no rain today. Woo-hoo. I'm liking that. They're saying a lot of sun today. I'm excited about that because my grandson uh, graduates uh, tonight from Cabot over at War Memorial Stadium. And we were kind of worried that this rain was just going to stay around and keep on falling and uh, put a damper on everything but luckily not the case my daughter came in last night with her husband picked him up at the airport about 10 o'clock last night uh, they're at the house now probably still sleeping at least i hope they are and uh, then they'll get ready for later on uh, today um, my son is in from oklahoma another son is in from down in southern uh, arkansas so everybody gathering for uh, Gabe, who's uh, going to be, uh, you know, getting out of high school. Doesn't seem possible to me, but uh, it is what it is. Just means that I'm getting older, and so is he. But uh, he's on the he's on the uphill stroke of of getting older, not the downhill stroke of uh, getting older. Good to have you along with us today. Joining us today, Robert Steinbach, who is a law professor at the Bowen School of Law. He will uh, join us today. Of course, his opinions are his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect those of the School of Law nor the university to which it's attached. Chris Corbett is here. He is an attorney in uh, uh, Conway. His specialty is in engineering, but he does all kinds of legal work. So he joins us today. And let's start it off by opening the, the conversation up with Robert. And, Robert, there's some things going on about the Freedom of Information Act. Yes, indeed, Dave. Uh, happy Friday morning to you all. As you know, I'm the co-author of the treatise, meaning the textbook or the resource book on the Freedom of Information Act. And Chris just filed yet another document uh, on the Freedom of Information Act in a case against the University of Arkansas. Uh, and in that filing, Chris points out that the University of Arkansas seemingly never cites to that book. You know who does cite to that book, by the way, Dave? Just about the everybody Arkansas else. Supreme- <laughs> everybody else. That's right. Exactly. Everybody else. The Supreme Court of Arkansas, there's never been a substantive significant opinion from the Arkansas Supreme Court on the Freedom of Information Act that hasn't cited to that book. Uh, The Attorney General 
of Arkansas cites to that book routinely. And I happened by chance to read one of the attorney general's opinions recently. It came out recently. Refers to me and my co-authors as the leading commentators on the Freedom of Information Act. You know what the university uh, said about me and my book to the court? Just just another, they called you just another hack, isn't that what it was? Yeah, basically, which is ironic when you have a bureau hack calling the expert on the Freedom of Information Act essentially a hack. And it just goes to show you that when you are confronted with bureau hacks in government, what do you get? You get dribble. I remember when I met Chris Corbett. When I met Chris Corbett, he was representing somebody on a Freedom of Information Act case. And he told me about that case. And I said, and and he described the facts and the law. Of course, he got the law exactly right. Uh, And that's... As you may know, then I hired Chris Corbett to be my lawyer. So when the author of the treatise on the Freedom of Information Act hires somebody to be his lawyer on the Freedom of Information Act, you might conclude that that lawyer, the second lawyer as well, knows what he's doing. So he tells me about this case, and he says, well, I'm going to win that case. And I said, actually, I think that might be a hard case to win. Not that it should be a hard case to win. But this was a jury trial that he was having, and I said, that might be a hard case to win. He goes, no, I'm going to win that case. So I thought he was going to give me the standard line, which I routinely reject, uh, which would have been, well, that's because I'm such a great attorney. When an attorney tells you he's a great attorney, uh, walk away. (laughs) Now, there may be some attorneys who know they're great attorneys, but when they start telling you they're great attorneys, uh, walk away. Chris didn't say that. He goes, I have a magic witness. Okay, that's only, you know, what's that, like magic beans? You got a magic witness? Um, So he says, I've got a magic witness. I said, who's this witness? He goes, this guy, Bill Jones, he's the owner of Sissy's Log Cabin. I said, okay, why is he a magic witness? He said, because this guy is genuine. I said, okay, well, is genuine like sincerity? Because politicians fake sincerity. And Chris goes, no, you can fake sincerity. You can't fake being genuine. Okay. So fast forward, he wins the case. (laughs) He wins the case, notwithstanding my prediction. So he goes, I told you I had a magic witness. And I said, okay, I don't believe it. Five years later, Dave, and one week ago, I went into Sissy's Log Cabin, and by chance, I met Bill Jones. He's a magic witness. (laughs) <laughs> this guy was so genuine that you have to believe everything he says. Chris Corbett is such a good lawyer. He knows what it takes to win a case. He knows when he has a magic witness. He knows what the law is. And that's why he's my attorney, because this guy knows how to put it all together. And that's the key here. When you go against the bureau hacks, you know what they have? They've got one thing, Dave. And this is why they often win. They got the power of unlimited money from our pockets. Right. And they got judges who are effectively in their pocket, not because they're being bribed. Let me be clear. Not because they're being paid off. Let me be clear. But because when they see some big governmental entity show up in their court, what's a lot easier for them to do? Grant the governmental entity's motion or grant 
the solo practitioner's motion. And that's why the saying goes, you can't fight City Hall. There is no saying that says you can't fight a solo practitioner. You never heard that before, did you? Of course And not. remember, it was the university that wanted to change the Freedom of Information Act to protect them from having to disclose information. I fought that back. I won. And I'm going to continue to fight entreaties into the Freedom of Information Act. But this is the full circle. Five years ago, I meet Chris Corbett, and I, and I say, this guy is amazing. And five years later, I meet Bill Jones at Sissy's Log Cabin, and I say, Chris Corbett was right. So five years later, Chris, you have discovered the one time <laughs> since we've met that I made a mistake. And the mistake was not believing you. <laughs> what do you think That's of that? That's a good story. That's a good story, man. That's that a great a story. <laughs> it was a hard case. What was it about? Can you can you divulge some of that without uh, compromising yeah, sure. your client? Of course, it was the it was the it's the only criminal prosecution for the violation of FOIA in the state of in the history of the state of Arkansas. Oh, really? And uh, yeah. And, and Chris was uh, hired. Um, along with, was a, Chris, who was your co-counsel on that? Remind me. It was a retired uh, Judge Marion Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's so right. so you say this was a criminal case invo- involving FOIA. How do you get into right. a criminal case with FOIA? You don't turn over the records. As a government uh, person, a government entity didn't turn over the records. And there's a person behind that, and so the uh, local news reporter filed criminal charges for um violating FOIA. Very good. Very we yep. need we need that to happen more often, especially when it comes <laughs> Probably. to when when especially <laughs> when it comes to the universities because they're notorious for dragging their feet on oh, yeah. this stuff. That's right. Well a related right. well, point gotta, on that, Dave well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me let me yeah, say right. this point, Chris, if I may. Related point on that is you know, the universities have long since claimed that these foundations that they have are totally private entities, even though they are just funneling systems of money between the public and the public entity. Yeah, they're a bridge. They're a bridge, right? Don't get me wrong. They're six-figure salaries of their executives where they skim that huge amount of money out of donations to the entities. Put that aside for a moment. Well, guess what? Uh, Dan Sullivan, as you know, had a bill to create more transparency for these foundations. Uh, We couldn't get that bill through this time. We might in the future. And in the meantime, he discovered even further evidence, further evidence, Dan Sullivan did, that these entities are effectively, I'm talking about the foundations, are effectively governmental entities. But they claim all the time otherwise when it comes to the freedom of information. Sure. Other times, who knows? That's why this is such an important law. People, uh, I understand, when they hear about it, they kind of glaze over from time to time uh, because it's, you know what? It ain't sexy, as they say. But, you know, it's critical. If you don't observe what your government is doing by requesting documents, by going to public meetings, Joey McCutcheon is the expert on the public meetings aspect, by the way. Um, If you don't do that on a regular basis as a citizen in Arkansas or 
hope and expect your press to do the same, you're going to be living under tyranny. That's the bottom line. Tyranny grows under bureaucracy. You're 100% right. Rob, and, and we, we picked up a deal the other day. I was just looking for a, a licensed uh, HVAC guy, and I reached out to, to find his license, and I found out the Department of Labor, the Arkansas Department of Labor, is selling the licensees, phone numbers, names, and addresses for a mere $250. <laughs> a public record. Right. And, Chris, and, I, and I, be, I, bet you, I bet you the people who were having their information sold had no idea about it. No, it didn't even broader point. They're being required. Yeah, the the broader point that Chris is raising is why do you, Dave Elswick, for example, if you want to get a list of every HVAC operator from the state after the state regulates them, after the state taxes them, after the state makes them fill out paperwork, why do you got to pay for that list? I thought that's why the government collects the list so that you could have access to the list, but you got to pay for that list. And yep. the Freedom of Information Act says you're entitled to any public record that exists. Uh, I think we found another scam. All right. Well, let's come back and talk oh. further about this because there was a big fight about this during the last legislative session and about uh, right. people having to pay money to get FOI material. We'll be back in just a second. Robert Steinbach is with us as well as Chris Corbett. And he's right. When you say FOI, okay, when I say Freedom of Information Act, people go, Okay, what's the big deal? Let me just put it this way. If somebody is breaking the law in the government, what do you think? Do you think it's important to be able to read all of their emails that they have put out on that subject? I think it's important. That's called transparency. And that's called catching the uh, the crook with their fingers in the cookie jar a lot of times. We'll talk more about this when we come back. Don't forget about Cabot Emergency Hospital, 100% physician-owned, board-certified emergency physicians, and uh, all of their uh, physicians, if you add them all together, you get 130 years of experience, and at least one of them is at the hospital at all times. That's 24-7-365. Count the holidays, too. I mean, there's 365 days in a year, even when you count the holidays, and there's one of these doctors ready to take on your emergency when necessary. They got a complete radiology suite, has x-rays, CT scans, bedside ultrasounds. They have an MRI on site at Cabot Emergency Hospital. That can that can be a big difference maker for you. For instance, if your kid gets hurt up in one of the football games up in Cabot, you take them in, you put them in the MRI, and you look deeply into the cellular level of, of that injury. And here's why they opened up in Cabot, because Cabot needed something like this. There was nothing that was close around uh, for them. You had, to, you had to go to North Little Rock. You had to go to Sherwood. You had to go to Little Rock to get this kind of service. So they knew your emergency was an emergency. It needed to be taken care of right now. And they thought to themselves, I'm thinking if I go in and I've got an emergency, I don't want to wait. I want to be taken right back and I want to be treated. And that's what they do at Cabot Emergency Hospital. They help you get back to life faster and they're patient-centered. You're at the very center of every decision they make. And by the way, they also have an on-site lab 
that's important as well. And you go in, you're suffering from heart pains, and they take some blood. They don't have to send it out. They can take it and right there to their lab, and they can look and see what uh, breakdown of of cells there are, uh, muscle and things of that nature uh, in your body, so they can tell if there's a heart attack happening or not. It's just those few things that make Cabot Emergency Hospitals so impressive and so important. That's Cabot Emergency Hospital when your emergency really matters. All right, back with you. Robert Steinbach is here. He is a uh, law professor, Bowen School of Law. He's been with my show for well over a decade. And then, of course, Chris Counts is here as well. He's been with me for a couple of years, and he's a local attorney. And uh, I like him because he fights for the little guy. Uh, and using the Freedom of Information Act is a integral part of fighting for the little guy. You can't fight for the little guy if the big guy's out there and they can, uh, you know, talk to each other, they can plot with each other, and you can't see what they're saying to each other. Well, the Freedom of Information Act gives you the opportunity to be able to see those things and gives the court the ability, whether it's a trial a jury or if it's a judge to see what people have been up to and that transparency is very very important in uh, making sure that the law gets it right but ever since i've been here in arkansas i can tell you that they have been fighting the uh, the bureaucrats have been have been fighting for to stop uh, the freedom of information act and its tracks and it continues it went on during this last session about you know if if they if they have to give you the material now they want to charge you to give you the material and sometimes they want to try to charge you exorbitant amounts how did that all work out uh, robert i mean i didn't hear what was the end result of that piece of legislation out okay not perfectly but it worked out okay because a coalition of us got involved and pushed back here's the bottom line dave the arkansas counties association they're the ones that marched around uh, with their transparently jingoistic uh, um, and cynical claim of backing the blue when what they were really doing was backing the green, meaning backing the money siphoned off from public entities and sent to that private entity, the Arkansas Counties Association. That's a private entity. And they are paid for with public funds by county executives who decide that that's a governmental expense. It ain't, but they decide it is because they want this private entity to lobby for them. And what do they want in the lobbying? They want to, let's recap, that these public officials hired by the public, paid by the public, take public money, send it to a private lobbying organization called the Arkansas Counties Association, so that the Arkansas Counties Association can go to the legislature and lobby for less transparency for the public. That's what the Arkansas Counties Association does. That's what they have done. That's what they do do. And that's what they will do. The Arkansas Counties Association is anti-transparency, anti-public, and they are in it to line their pockets with green. Not blue. Not back to blue. Line the green. 
in okay. their pockets. So let, let's go back to what happened in the legislative session in that right. they were saying, they were putting up the argument that, oh, my God, do you realize how much it costs the uh, the county officials, these county governments, to uh, have to take care of FOI requests? And the answer to that, really not all that much. But they made it sound like, you know, you you had to win the uh, McDonald's uh, Monopoly game to be able to have a county to make the, the necessary payments to get this uh, material out. As usual, Dave, you're right on the money because the sky is always falling and, and the county executives, along with the Arkansas Counties Association, come, comes into the legislature every two years uh, with faces melting, uh, claiming that the sky is falling. And the truth is exactly the opposite. This state has stood on its own with the FOIA for over 50 years, and so far it hasn't collapsed under its own weight. Well, here's my, so, here, here's my question yeah. for them, and I think every uh, uh, taxpayer should be asking this. We pay taxes. That ta- those taxes pay for these people to work. You think? Well, isn't isn't part of their job to take care of all of this? We'll talk more about this, but right now, let's get to the news. What if I told you you could get your home deep cleaned and uh, get get it done by a great professional company, and it costs you less than forty bucks an hour? You might be interested, right? And I'm and I'm talking about deep cleaned. I'm talking about getting into the corners where you and I try not to <laughs> even look. All right, or cleaning the baseboards, or getting all of the scuff marks and and all of the marks around the light switches and everything off of the strike plates, all of that done for you. Well, that's what uh, St. Clarity Residential Cleaning does. They do that type of deep cleaning. Now, typically, they charge you three hundred bucks, about eighty dollars an hour, to go in and and get this done because it takes them four to five hours to do this type of uh, deep cleaning. But they're working in conjunction with uh, my my show here on the Dave Ellswick Show at 101.1 FM, The Answer, and you can buy a certificate to uh, St. Clarity Residential uh, Cleaning, and many of you already have. I mean, we've had a, a huge response to this. And you can get a 50% discount. That means instead of 300 bucks. It's $150, and uh, you'll contact them. They'll come out to your home. They're going to talk to you. They're going to look at your house. You're going to tell them what you want done, what you don't want done, and they're going to meet all of your expectations because that's what they're good at, St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. So how do you get one of these uh, 50% off uh, certificates? You call 404 6560 and talk to Chuck, talk to Lynn, do it after 9 o'clock during the day uh, and before 5 o'clock, regular business hours, and they'll get you set up. And then you call St. Clarity, they'll get you set up. And next thing you know, your house is going to be cleaner than it's been in who knows how long, maybe since you moved into it. St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. Again, 404 6560 right here at 1011 FM, The Answer. All right, back with Robert Steinbach, back with Chris uh, Corbett. And I was making a point when we were so rudely interrupted by the news. 
And uh, I, I wanted to, to, to make this point for you who are taxpayers, which means just about everybody who's listening to the show this morning. And it is this. You're paying money. They're taking your money, whether it be out of your paycheck, whether it be out of every time you buy something in a county, uh, in, in whatever way that they're taking it from you. And they have myriads of ways of taking your money. And they pay people who are supposed to be working uh, for you. However, they say when it comes to FOI requests, Freedom of Information Act, somehow that's different kind of work. And uh, you're not paying people to do that type of work, which is ridiculous. It's exactly what you're paying them for. So they want to charge you more. They want to double tax you. They want to tax you for your money that they normally do. And then they want to charge you to go in and run off some pieces of paper uh, for Freedom of Information Act. It's ridiculous. But this is what the battle was about in the last legislative session. And it came down, Robert, if I remember correctly, to uh, how much money they were able to exact out of us, uh, the uh, uh, you know the the taxpayers, because evidently many of our uh, servants that we uh, uh, vote for went along with their argument. Yeah, well, that's exactly right, Dave. And the problem is. There are some structural problems, by the way. The problem is that the uh, legislature, each legislator doesn't have a dedicated council like I was when I worked for a United States senator. And that's a problem uh, because there's only so much that they can juggle at once. And one of the related problems was that these lobbying entities used to be able to walk in to the Bureau of Legislative Affairs, that's the group that actually puts together the language of the legislation, but they don't advise politically. Uh, and these lobbying groups used to be able to go in and say, can you put together a bill? And, and then I, this private organization, <clears throat> will shop it around to some legislators. So it looks all official. Then these legislators see this official-looking bill, and they hear, back the blue! and other jingoistic claims by private entities looking to line their pockets. And they think, oh, well, maybe that's okay. Uh, And so when I discovered this, and I discovered this in a public meeting, by the way, Dan Sullivan uh, asked some probing questions about it. And shortly thereafter, uh, we put an end. We had it stopped. Uh, So no longer... Can these private entities lining their pockets with public dollars go into the Bureau of Legislative Affairs and have bills written for them that they can shop to legislators that you and I couldn't do? No longer will that happen. This is just one small example of cutting back the creeping rot of private lobbyists infiltrating the government. Well, what they're they're doing is simple. They... They know there's a pot of money there. They want their dipper, and they want to be able to dip down and get out as much as they can. Dave, my father always told me, be careful where you put your dipper. So uh, this is what's going on. (laughs) Chris liked that one. Thank you. Thank you. It's early, Dave. Try to pay attention. Um, So um, uh, um, uh, this is what 
uh, is going on. Private entities are looking to soak up public dollars at your expense, at my expense, at Chris's expense, and at the expense of every Arkansas citizen. And it's downright corruption. But sure, wherever there's government and wherever there's pots of money, there's going to be corruption. And that's why the Freedom of Information Act is so important. Right, Chris? Oh, it's huge. It's huge, Dave. And I've got lots of friends that work for the government, and um, we talk on a regular basis. And it's funny when um, the the general counsels and the lawyers bust in their offices and go, I'm getting this terrible FOIA request from this lawyer in Conway, Arkansas. I've had to spend all day on his FOIA request. Guess what? You work for the government. That's what you're supposed to be doing. That's right. You're getting a check. check. You're already getting a check. And and that's my argument about when they want to charge extra for this stuff. We're already paying for people to take care of this. That's right. That's right. I'm not. uh, This last one that came through about charging to to get uh, videos from um, officers, and uh, I'm not sure where that one landed or how it ended up coming down but they piecemeal it dave you got to watch out they chip away at it they just they just take a little bit this isn't a big deal and then you look up and man it's a big deal yes all of a sudden you're down the road and if you're a a tax-paying individual and uh, you want a freedom of information act request filled they'll say well that'd be fifty dollars please yeah and you don't know how you got there you're like wait wait a minute Wait a minute, I got to do what? Hold up. Yeah. You use my tax money to buy those cameras, my tax money to buy that copier, my tax money to buy that piece of paper. And, you know, Rob and I, we get stuff electronically. A scan's not a copy. A photograph is not a copy. We actually had to be litigated by a friend of ours um, that um, the city of Little Rock denied somebody from taking a photograph. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, man. Well, it's just outrageous that you've got to get up there and push like that. And um, but it's every day you turn around because they got some smart people in the government. They got some smart attorneys out there. They're like, hey, we'll, well, let's make this form. I saw a form the other day from the city of Pine Bluff, unconstitutional on its face. If you want to go in and get a building permit, you had to sign away your constitutional rights to due process in order to get a building permit to rehab uh, a small house. Yeah, David makes me laugh. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Well, I laugh because Uh, if I I really took it for as serious as it really is, it would bring you to tears. Because it's just another another indication of how they're taking away our freedoms. Yeah, man. You just have to, you have to be, you have to be diligent and you've got to uh, you just keep moving forward and you've got to challenge these folks you've got to stand up and say wait a minute no that's not right yeah. so um uh, and you got to have attorneys out there willing to take the cases you know you got to have attorneys willing to take the cases i just read an article today these uh, young attorneys uh denton and zachary here in conway just put a knot on the highway department's head I'm not talking about a big old knot, about $4 million, four, what is it, $18 million in attorney's fees they were awarded for taking taxpayers' money and using it to build a highway that it wasn't allocated for. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Well, there's a, so, lot, there's a lot of information that's got to come out. I wonder what reporter or, or what lawyer or whomever 
is doing the digging to find out about this crack in the I-40 bridge going over to Mississippi right now. Uh, that uh, yeah, our, you know, I mean, look, it was our job uh, here in Arkansas in our our uh, highway department to ascertain in how good of condition that bridge was. Tennessee, that wasn't their part yeah, of the deal. It was our part of the deal, and we covered up a crack. A crack that could have yeah, uh, made that bridge fall. If everybody remembers a few years back, remember when that Minnesota bridge collapsed? Boy, we could have. We, it. it makes my heart, makes my stomach hurt. Babe. Yeah, we could have had the same hurt. thing you know, happen I, here. Yeah, when a lawyer makes a mistake, his client goes to jail, right? When a doctor makes a mistake, his client gets buried. When an engineer makes a mistake, it gets on the front page of the newspaper and, and potentially kill thousands. Yeah, right? kill a lot so, of people. You're, exa- you're exactly yeah. right. And right now, from what I understood, I when we, we yeah. talked to Congressman Westerman on uh, Wednesday, oh, you Good. well, and well, they're 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 pushing on this. And the bottom line is, is that it's costing us, as far as uh, economic activity, about four million dollars a day Dave it's, 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 it's amazing and um, I gotta say this I know the guy lost his job but there's no way that it was only his fault that's right that crack there's I, a, I gotta say that you gotta have there's a supervisor sort of, gotta have a supervisor yeah. who's supposed to be watching what you're doing and knowing what you're doing and that's why I'm saying that's where the FOI comes in I mean, uh, yeah. you know, well, getting in there and saying, I want everything about overnight. that bridge can, that you've talked about. Yeah. I can tell you, I've designed a lot of steel structures, a lot of wood structures, concrete structures in my 20 years as a professional engineer. And a piece of steel does not crack in half like that overnight. Mm-hmm. That, that thing happened over a couple of years. Yep. That crack started out an inch long. And then it got a half inch long. I mean, then it then it got half the depth of that beam, and then at one point it went all the way through. I'm amazed it st- it stood up. Those engineers designed that bridge with slide rules. Yep, I agree. All right, a, yeah. Let's yeah. get let's get a break. We can come back talk a little bit more about that that bridge uh, uh, topic uh, when we return. But we got to get a break in final break for this hour. Robert Steinbach, you're listening to Chris Corbett. He is a uh, a legal beagle, as I like to call him, and his specialty is in engineering, which means we can really talk about what's going on over there on the Tennessee and Arkansas border. It's uh, 12 minutes till 7 on a Friday morning, TGIF. Hope you got something planned for the weekend. My, uh, I got another grandchild that's graduating from high school today. Uh, all this does is just make me feel or older than dirt. But bottom line is, I'm proud of them, and they're doing great. My uh, my grandson is going uh, down to Louisiana uh, to college, and he's going to become an electrical engineer, Chris, just so you'll know. All right, so we've got Pat Davis. I've been talking about Pat for a long time. You talk about engineering. Let's talk about somebody that engineers you some great prices about health insurance. 30 to 50% off on the health insurance that you're paying. Uh, Perfect health plans for self-employed individuals. Perfect health plans for you if you own a business and you want to still give your employees good health insurance, but you need to know a way that you're able to afford it. A health plan that's good for people 
uh, that are conservatives, where you don't pay for what you don't believe in. It's actual insurance. It's not a share plan. And you can choose any provider in the nation, and there's no co-pays. I know, I just hit you with a whole lot of stuff. That's why you need to call him and talk about him and uh, talk to uh, Pat about the specifics of all of this. Pat Davis can be reached at 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. He is online as well at yourhealthplanman.com. Let Pat Davis save you money with your health insurance. 501-605-6935. Let's get back here on the Dave Elser Show. And again, Chris Corbett is a lawyer. His specialty is in engineering. And and Chris, how long do you think it's going to take uh, to work out this whole mess that we've got over the Mississippi River between Arkansas and Tennessee, this crack that shut things down? Man, that is such a great question, Dave. And so here's the first thing. Here's what makes it hard. It's unknown. I got to tell you that. The time frame is unknown. They're going to have to redo the calculations on this bridge. And um, they may have some old calculations laying around, but you've got to model it. And in order to model the bridge, you got to know what type of steel is out there. You got to know the dimensions on the steel. And most of that stuff can be can be had from the old plans. But I got to tell you, Sometimes those old plans are faded. Um, you can't read them. So then you got to send somebody out there to measure it. So you've got to, you've got to model the bolts. You've got to model the connections. It's an enormous undertaking. I saw a quote by a guy in the paper. It said something like two days to do the calculations. Not no, but heck no. Two days to do the calc. No way. Um, the whole public's watching this thing. It's going to take a week, weeks to do the calculations. And then you got to check them. And then you go, oh, I didn't think about that. you got multiple deflections. It's an enormous undertaking. And um, but it can be done. It can be done. Um, they can repair that beam. They can replace that beam. Um, but the whole thing's got to be looked at now. The, pro- the question is, what caused it? Yeah. Um, and that's the main difference. You know, that's the main difference between a, you know, just a, a normal inspection and then an inspection by an engineer. An inspection by an engineer comes with a solution. They find the problem and you, you know, create a solution. That's that's going to be tough. And uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm concerned for them, but, but we can do it. We, we've got these supercomputers now that can run these simulations. We've got this software that's just amazing. Um, but you've got to have the inputs. So the hard part is not the calculations. The hard part is getting the givens. Run okay. around in there and find out the steel. Has this steel been compromised in any way? The connections. It's it's a tough undertaking. And I understand they got experts from all over the country looking at it. Okay, so let me ask this last question of you, and then we'll move on. Because yeah. I do want to talk yeah. about Israel, and I want to talk about Hamas, and I want to talk about Iran yet today. And I definitely want me to talk... Too. I, I definitely want to talk with Robert, with him being Jewish, about the anti-Semitism that's starting to show up right. in our country as well. Where, you know, Jewish people sitting out having dinner or whatever, and pro-Palestinian people are attacking them and whatnot. We want to get into that discussion as well. But, uh, you know, when you when you build a bridge like this, do you do you have a 
uh, a setup where you have a standard operating procedure that says, hey, if something fails on this bridge, if it, it's got to be shut down, and with as much traffic as travels on I-40, I mean, that's the main corridor from the East Coast to the West Coast, and all this truck traffic that's going across the river and, and, and whatnot, what are we going to do? Is there supposed to be something in writing that tells you how to mitigate something like this? That's a good question. The, the, the first thing in writing for professional engineers is a code of conduct. And that the first canon of the code of conduct, I give ethics speeches all over the country about engineering and how it relates to, lo- to the practice of law. But it's the basic one is to protect the health and welfare of the public. That's number one. And when that when the, when the firm that I that I know well has several friends over there, Michael Baker, International Engineering, Michael Baker, they did their job. They saw it. They made a phone call and shut the bridge down. That's the hardest thing to do for an engineer because they know it costs money, time and money, and affects people's lives. But you, someone made that call, um, and they were actually there inspecting some cabling. They weren't even there inspecting the bridge. They saw it and immediately shut it down. Um, so the, you know, the, the protocol is the, the health, the protection of the health and welfare, welfare of the public. That's the protocol. All right. Just as an attorney has, you know, his, 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 an attorney represents his client. He's representing that client to the best of his ability. The engineer, his client is the public. And sometimes, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it can be a, it can be a hard duty to uphold. This one was simple with a big crack. All right. Coming back after the news, Chris will be with us. So will Robert. I want to talk to them about uh, Israel. The Democrats held up money to uh, the Israel government, to the uh, the Jewish government, to replenish their Iron Dome. I mean, here's how these people think. They've got an Iron Dome. And so when the bad guys are shooting missiles at uh, the Jewish people and trying to kill Jewish people, well, it's not fair if you've got some kind of device that can, you know, protect you from those missiles. So we need to take that away because that'll make you sit down and, uh, and barter with the other side. It's the most ignorant stuff I've ever heard. But that's what you get from the squad. All right. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the rise of anti-Semitism here in the United States. And Robert Steinbach, I'm sure, has some things to say about that. A break right now. News is next. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here. 101.1 FM, The Answer. move on to the final hour this morning of the dave ellswick show 1011 fm the answer and uh huge story still is a big story has been now for almost two weeks and that's what's going on over in israel and it has uh 
You know, when you drive through a mud puddle with a car, uh, you get mud on your car. But you also splash the mud, and if there's anybody standing around that mud puddle, you tend to splash uh, dirty water and mud onto those people as well. And that's kind of what's happening right now. I want to bring Robert Steinbach in uh, immediately here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and then we're going to get Chris in here again to talk about this. But uh, Robert, as many of you know, is, is Jewish, and uh, he knows how I feel about the Jewish state uh, in the Middle East. I've got their flag that flies right here in my studio. I'm a big supporter of them. They're the only real democracy uh, that is uh, over in the Middle East, and they are our number one ally here in the United States, and we should be supporting them. But here's my question uh, for you, Robert. You know, we all look back at the Holocaust, and we all go, ah, that couldn't happen ever in the United States. And yet, we have this exchange of missiles, uh, you know, between uh, uh, Hamas and Hezbollah and Gaza and southern Lebanon and the Israeli state. And the uh, Israelis have the Iron Dome, and they're able to... Uh, fend off of uh, those uh, missiles, and then they, uh, in return, carry out military operations, taking out the launch sites of those missiles. And uh, we've got people that firmly support, and members of our own Congress in the United States, that firmly support the Palestinian cause. Uh, And then we've got these Palestinian supporters and in New York and in L.A. and in other areas that are attacking Jewish people that are just having dinner out at a cafe or whatever because they're Jewish. And you wonder how that happened in Germany? Well, let me just say uh, it's happening on a very small scale, but it's happening right here in the United States. Dave, the squad up there in D.C. is anti-Israel is anti-Semitic, and the squad is driving the Democrat Party. The Democrats now are controlled by the ultra-left. And recognize what Hamas wants. Hamas wants to destroy the country of Israel. Yeah, they want to push them back into the Mediterranean. They've said it time and time and time and time and time and time again. And then once they get on top of that, the Hamas makes it clear that they don't want a state of Israel and a state of Palestine. They want a state of Palestine on the land given to the Jews, by the way, by God, uh, that currently sits uh, in, in what we know as the state of Israel. <clears throat> My father fought in the War of Independence for Israel. My mother served during the Suez Canal crisis. My uncle fought in the 67 and 73 wars and was one of the few soldiers who liberated Jerusalem, the old city, from uh, Jordan that had taken it in 48 and didn't let nary a Jew into the old city. Not a Jew could go to the old uh, temple area, uh, to the Wailing Wall, to pray, because when that land was controlled by Jordan, it was off limits to Jews. Now, of course, 
that land is open to everybody around the world, all faiths. Muslims, Jews, and Christians routinely go there. And so when people say, oh, you know, I'm hoping for a ceasefire in Gaza, uh, I would love a ceasefire only. There is one now, by the way. But my preference is a ceasefire should come after Israel destroys every terrorist in Gaza. That's well, it. And every launching gonna, site in Gaza. Well, that's part of it, right? That's part of the terrorism. The launching sites, the missiles, and the terrorists themselves. They should all be uh, destroyed. When, the, when that happens, then I am happy to support a ceasefire. I don't support a ceasefire prior to that. Because I don't understand why you would stop um, defending the country of Israel, if you're the government of Israel, after thousands of rockets were shot by Hamas into Israel. No country would stand for that. No yeah. other country. Over 4,000 yeah. missiles That's right. have yeah. been launched That's right. into yeah. Israel. That's exactly right. And, and you know what? That's a that's a huge point, Dave. And Rob's right on point there. All Israel is doing is defending itself. If Canada decided to lob missiles over here into Conway, Arkansas, I think we would we would definitely defend America, right? Well, so, I would sure hope so. If Hamas, yeah, if Hamas quits attacking, Israel will stop. It's that simple. Yep. But they do it over and over and over. I wouldn't stop either. I'm in agreement with Rob. I mean, I, they they need to go over there and take them out. It's over. I mean, end it. Get clear out the weapons, and uh, especially the rockets. Who's providing the rockets? Isn't isn't Iran providing Iran, the rockets to Hamas? Hey, look, Iran supports Hamas and Hezbollah. They funnel right. billions of dollars to those two terrorist organizations. They funnel weapons. Right. They funnel these missiles. They send all of that stuff over there, and that's what makes Iran so dangerous in the Middle East. Yep, that's right. So let's do, of course... They're defending themselves. Go ahead, Tim. Let's do what the Biden administration has done and turn the money spigot back on for Iran. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's great. Oh, that's brilliant. Why? Because John Kerry, we thought we got rid of John Kerry. He, He is perhaps the most failed secretary of state in the history of the United States. And so what does Joe Biden do? Brings him back. Not a secretary of state, but some other hack bureau hack position. Uh, he's he's he, the most failed that, secretary of state since Neville Chamberlain. Exactly. And of course, for, for your audience, <laughs> Neville Chamberlain yeah, was the um, uh, prime minister of England who uh, agreed to let Hitler uh, take over Austria uh, instead of pushing back, and then we had World War Two. Yeah, and, and held so, up a piece of paper that he had Hitler's signature on saying, we now have peace in our time. Exactly. I can see that. I can see that image right now. Yep. I mean, it just you just look, history repeats itself. We're repeating it yeah, over no. in the Middle East. But the thing that is bothering me, uh, Rob, and, and I know it bothers you, and that is this anti-Semitism uh, that we are seeing uh, being played out on the streets of America now. Well, it's rampant, and it's encouraged by the Democrats, and it really dem- demonstrates the double standard that you hear from the Democrats when Trump, for example, says, let's have a, a peaceful rally 
And he yeah. said to have incited violence. And the Democrats don't say anything about a peaceful rally. Did you see that CNN reporter had a tweet out saying something to the effect of bring back Hitler? This guy works for CNN. Yep. yep. But CNN, yeah, because he said he it, said he said Hitler had a pretty good idea about the Jews. There you go. There you oh go. my God. That's CNN. Yeah. Right, because CNN are a bunch of leftists, uh, and the anti-Semitism, as we've seen, for example, from the New York Times recently. I told you yeah. on your show recently, Dave, there was an article in the New York Times that showed a picture of an Israeli uh, and what they characterized as a Palestinian. I, I, I just say that to be clear, uh, meaning it, it said a Palestinian, but then it didn't say an Israeli, it said a Palestinian and a Jew. Wait, wait a second. Don't you have that a little bit backwards? There is a country of Israel. So that person, regardless of his, of his religion, is an Israeli. But you call him a Jew. The Palestinian, there is no country of Palestine. No country today exists called Palestine. Mm-hmm. And yet you call him Palestinian. I don't care if you call him a Palestinian, by the way. Uh, but you don't refer to him by his ethnicity. But you refer to the Jew by his ethnicity when he has a nationality. And you refer to the Arab individual by a non-existent state name. Uh, do you think they are tr- are they doing two things, imbuing anti-Semitism in that article and a political agenda in that article? Of course they are, because that's what the New York Times has become, a political leftist um, uh, propaganda tool. That's why. Yeah, I, I agree. Yep. Guys, we got to get a break in. Uh, when we come back, I want to go a little deeper into uh, – These folks uh, that are pro-Palestinian in our Congress, I want to talk about how they're trying to short-circuit the United States helping uh, the Israelis replenish the Iron Dome. We'll do that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. When you need somebody to tow your car or uh, your, your boat or your truck or your camper, you want to make sure they know what they're doing and East End Towing is that company. Uh, they are a member of the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed. They're insured. Uh, each truck is permitted uh, to do the job that they do, and they do it well. And they understand, you know, things like private property towing, what to do with a vehicle. Uh, you know, when you call them, what they will talk to you about doing with your car and and things that all of that matter you need to make yourself uh, you know educated about that so you don't end up paying a whole lot more money than you need to no matter the situation east end towing can handle it and they have all the answers again their number 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. All right, let's uh, finish up this morning. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, again, about Israel here and about, uh, you know, what these uh, pro-Palestinian uh, political people are doing up in, uh, in, in D.C. They literally have tried to hijack any money being sent to uh, Israel to uh, to try to get things, uh, you know, their their Iron Dome replenished. 
uh, and, and they've been fight. Uh, a lot of the progressive groups uh, of the Democratic Party are fighting against all of this. And you know what's really disappointing about this, guys, is simply this. They don't know their history. They don't know the facts. And they keep perpetuating a whole lot of just BS out there. And and the American people, I, they don't know the history, to be honest with you. They just, they just don't. And young people, I can guarantee you, do not. All I got to do is listen to them for a few minutes. I mean, we go back to the 40s and... You know, God said from the you know beginning that this was the land of uh, for Israel, uh, but the UN, which is uh, a lot of people's gods now, uh, dictated that back in the forties, and still people refuse to buckle to what has what has happened over there. I mean, Israel didn't just set up you know tents in their area and say we're a state now; they were recognized at a state as a state by the United Nations, Robert. Indeed, you don't have to tell me, Dave. My I know. father fought in the subsequent War of Independence when every Arab country around Israel and uh, the PLO uh, attacked Israel uh, in violation of the order uh, separating the land into two countries by the United Nations, uh, signed on by the Soviets and the United States, amongst many others, but those were the two big players. And the two countries were created. There was a country of Palestine. I said there's no country of Palestine now, which is true, but there was. But that wasn't good enough for all those Arab nations. Yeah, they uh, turned the it down. They turned it down. They, they, they said, no, thank you. Uh, and then they, because they figured, we'll take it all instead. And then after the 48 war, uh, the country was divided still. The state of Israel existed, survived. And what was would have been a Palestinian country was being controlled by Jordan and Egypt. Now, wait, what? So there was land that even after the war remained in the hands of the Arabs, by the way, comparable to the land given to them uh, in the divide by the U.N. before, although slightly reconfigured in a slightly more logical way as well. And yet all of the Arab nations didn't declare that land a state of Palestine. Jordan absorbed one side and Egypt absorbed the other side. Why? Because it was all a ruse, and it's a ruse to kick the Jews out of their biblical homeland in which they inhabited since God gave that land to the Jews. That's simple. They don't want Israel to exist, and they have been fighting against that ever since. Now, since then, we've seen some of the Arab nations retreat from that position, and in a good way. Right. Egypt has a peace treaty with Israel. Jordan has a peace treaty with Israel. Uh, Donald Trump's administration created a series of peace treaties with Arab nations, and they call them the Abraham Accords. That's and correct. Yet the left doesn't recognize them. And they say, well, you see, that didn't stop this war. No, no. What has changed? That didn't change. What has changed is that the Biden administration took over. That's right. And two things have changed. They fed a bunch of money to Iran. They fed a bunch of money to terrorists uh, in Gaza. And they created the impression in the eyes of the terrorists that they could get away with what they're doing. 
And so that's what's changed. That's what's to blame. The Abraham Accords, the move by the Trump administration of the embassy of the United States to Jerusalem, were positive moves for peace, and they are being squandered every day by the Democrats. Okay, let's go back now and and talk about yesterday. Uh, Chris, did you know that House Democrats voted against the measure yesterday that would have provided Israel, America's top ally in the Middle East, with funding for replenishing its Iron Dome missiles after it repeatedly had to use the system over the last 10 days to stave off the incoming terrorist rocket attacks from inside Gaza and then southern Lebanon as well. It was a vote of 218 to 209. Democrats rejected a security funding amendment that was offered by Congressman Tony Gonzalez of Texas. The measure would have paved the way for Israel to receive a uh, uh, emergency dollars specifically for missile defense, which is proven critical as Iranian-backed terror groups, Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, target Israeli citizens. On top of that, on top of that, that came after House Democrats blocked a push by Republicans to consider legislation that would lodge sanctions against Hamas, which is a designated FTO. That means it's a foreign terrorist organization amid the recent terrorist attacks that they have launched against Israel. Bottom line, the Democrats are complicit in allowing this to continue. Chris? Yeah, it's outrageous. That, is, that, that vote is un-American. I mean, we uh, Israel is our ally, period. The missiles are already there. We need to refund it. Oh, my gosh. I got, I'm stunned by that vote. That, that's not something to play politics with. You know, the, people's, people are dying over there. The kids are dying. It's from a terrorist organization. Yeah, well, period. let's understand and, something here. This is not just the squad voting on this. This is the right. Democrat party in the house voting this way i mean lieberman and others got to be flipping out at home right now yeah but they'll they'll be they'll be quiet because they'll get canceled if they say something Dave, the problem is that the democratic party today is controlled by the squad so when you say this is not the squad, it's a Democratic Party, you're suggesting a dichotomy that no longer exists. The squad controls it. Nancy Pelosi uh, is a blow-up doll uh, with um, the squad's hands uh, up her back to control her mouth. Mm -hmm. And there is no separation between the squad and the Democratic Party. So if that's what you want, and of course you don't, but if that's what the uh, leftists want, that's what they're getting. They're getting the ultra-left, the anti-Israel, anti-Semitic squad driving the bus. And they're going to drive that bus right off the cliff. All right. We're out of time, guys. I appreciate you coming on today. We covered a lot of vital subjects today here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And I, and I want to go back to something Robert said a little bit earlier, and it was that it's only been since Biden has taken over as president that we've seen this kind of violence over in the Middle East. Uh, again, it wasn't going on during the Trump administration. I mean, we dealt with ISIS and we crushed them. Now we don't deal with ISIS anymore. But the bottom line is that now that the uh, the president is open to spick it up again to Iran, Iran is sending the missiles over to Hamas and Hezbollah and the, the jihad and the bottom line 
it's all starting all over again. Guys, have a great weekend. Talk to you next Friday, just before Memorial Day. Have a great one. All right, so when we come back after our break, all right, 25 minutes until uh, 8 o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Matt Smith will be with us in just a moment. We'll talk about what's showing at the movies because what a better thing to do on the weekend than go out to dinner and then go take in a movie. And we'll talk about what's playing out there that you might want to see. Don't forget about PI Roofing, though. Uh, PI Roofing will take care of your roof if you got any kind of leaks or if you just want to make sure... You know, you don't want to get a leak. I mean, a little preventive care is not a bad thing when you're looking at the the last defense that you have against the elements of outside uh, from your home. And PI Roofing can do that for you. I mean, I've given you my story here just in the last couple of weeks that I've used PI Roofing. Found one nail, one nail sticking up on my roof that was causing a leak. One nail. And, and the nail was over my garage where the leak was in my living room because water moving to, you know, the area of, of least resistance may be making its way across the, the top of your house uh, amongst all the rafters and things. And that water goes to some totally different area of your home and causes damage don't let that happen to you call the pi roofing folks have them check your roof and make things make sure things are are doing well for you and looks like we're going to have a little bit of a stretch of of dry warm air be a good time now to give them a call and get them out to your house all you got to do 707-3551 pick up the phone punch in that number 707-3551 I've used PI Roofing many, many times over the 20 years that they've been a great sponsor of the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, I have no problem telling you that they are the best that you should use to take care of your roof. You can also visit them online at piroofing.com. Matt Smith joins us now. He is the uh, uh, main man for the Central Arkansas VIP Cinemas. VIP Cinema in uh, Hot Springs, of course, uh, the Riverdale 10 in Little Rock, Hot Springs, uh, not Hot Springs Cinema, but Cinema, VIP Cinema in Cabot and Searcy, and then, of course, uh, the Oaks Theater up in Batesville. So he joins us now. Uh, you got a great kids movie for this weekend. You got Scoob that's showing at the movie theater, Matt. Yes, yes, that's new this weekend. We're going to play that, just popping into movie theaters. Tickets are only $5. All tickets, all seats, any showtime, uh, all week long for Scoob. And, you know, speaking of of kids' movies, uh, we'll be kicking off our summer family film series starting on Monday, June the 7th. Oh, very cool. And, uh, yes, yes, starts Monday, June the 7th. We'll be running uh, eight films this summer. Uh, Kids' series runs for eight weeks. Every Monday and Thursday morning, uh, doors open at 10.30, and uh, showtime is 11 a.m., all PG movies, and we'll have specials, uh, soda for a dollar, and popcorn for just a dollar. Details will be posted to the websites. Uh, but we got some we got some cool movies coming up for um, for the kids this summer. Um, you know they're PG, all of them. Uh, they're roughly about ninety minutes, and um, 
you know, a lot of them are, um, you know, animated features. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. And uh, let me see. I can kind of give you a list. Uh, dates will be posted. But um, Scoob is going to be on the list, you know, if you don't get a chance to catch it. Uh, catch it with us, um, you know, when it comes out. That's on the list. We'll have uh, Trolls World Tour. <laughs> we'll have uh, Crudes 2, uh, New Age, uh, Secret Life of Pets 2, uh, The Lego Movie All right. part, part 2. Yeah, that's on. Uh, also, uh, Angry Birds 2. Okay. Uh, that's playing How to Train Your Dragon 3. Uh, that's going to be on. And they're all PG. They're all 90 minutes. And they're um, all good movies. Yes, yeah, something kids will enjoy. And, you know, you could get in for $2, get you a Coke for a dollar, or, you know, bag of popcorn for a buck, and there'll be other concession specials. It's just something to get out and do and, and, and you know, bring the kids to. It's good for the whole family. A lot of daycare centers come, a lot of uh, schools with their kids' programs in the summer. And, uh, you know, hey, just, just get out of the house and do something, you know, during the day, get you some of that air conditioner. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, and and so we're going to kick that off. And you know, unfortunately, we were we were um, you know not able to do that last year, and it's really great to bring it back. Um, oh, here here we go. So uh, June, the week of June sixth is Scoob. Uh, the week of June fourteenth, Angry Birds two. Uh, June twenty first, Sonic the Hedgehog. I was leaving that one out. June twenty eighth, Lego Movie two. Uh, July 12th, Trolls World Tour. July 19th, Crudes 2, A New Age. July 26th, The Secret Life of Pets 2. And How to Train Your Dragon 3 is August 2nd. And you go to all the websites, Riverdale10.com, CerseiCinema.com, of course, Hot Springs VIP Cinema.com, uh, Oaks VIP Cinema.com in Batesville. And, of course, in Dave's hometown there of Cabot, it's CabotVIPCinema.com. The whole list will be posted. Uh, and, you know, speaking of deals, we still have all movie tickets for just $5 on Tuesday night. Right. And yes, yes. And, of course, you know, we got the free popcorn with the bucket on Wednesdays. All right. Well, l- let's talk. Let's talk about tonight because people are going to be looking to go to a movie tonight, going out and have dinner, getting back into yes. normalcy and of course, we heard from the governor yesterday uh, the whole emergency thing will be done as of the 30th of this month, and we will uh, get back to normal. Uh, a movie that you got on has got one of my favorite actresses in it, and and that's Toni Collette. She's going to be in this new movie called Dream Horse. Brand new film. It's out today. It's PG. Good for the whole family. 102-minute running time. Eros Lynn directs. Of course, she stars, but, you know, Damian Lewis is in a film, which, you know, I, I love him. He's on that Showtime series right now, Billions. And, of course, uh, he was in that Showtime series, Homeland, uh, for the first first three seasons. Yes. Great actor, love him. He kills it. Nicholas Farrell's also in the movie, as well as Joanna Page. And it's based on a true story. Uh, a barmaid, which is Tony Collette, and her husband and then a group of their friends uh, purchase and train a racehorse in the Welsh countryside. And each person uh, in this small community donates a few bucks each week to the care and training of the horse. And the horse starts to win races. 
and it's just a it's just a a really feel good motion picture, kind of a a, a goofy blend of Sea Biscuit and the Full Monty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, something the whole family can go to to give you some laughs. True story, feel good, feel good movie, and hey, it got a great review today in the um, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And of course, uh, Andy Wire loved it as well. So did uh, Deadline Hollywood. Great reviews on the film. Uh, tickets are on sale at Riverdale10 dot com. And of course, we got discount matinees running, and uh, uh, you know, uh, discounts for senior citizens. And of course, everybody gets in for five dollars on Tuesday night. Riverdale10 dot com to grab those tickets. Now, I'll tell you, if Tony Collette's in it, you can probably bet that it will be an above average motion picture. She doesn't do trash. She's she's a great actress. Uh, together, together. This is another new movie that you're you're showing. Yes, uh, Riverdale10.com for those tickets and same ticket deals on all of our films. Cool little romantic comedy uh, about how uh, these people get together. It's got a got a little twist to it. Um, this guy decides he needs to have a kid. He's not married. Uh, can't find. Can't 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 hold a relationship together. Getting into his forties. Um, decides maybe he needs to um, um, find a surrogate and try to figure out how to get a kid or maybe he's going to adopt a kid. What's he going to do? And then as the situation progresses and this guy's trying to establish his family, he falls in love with the person that he thinks needs to be the surrogate. So it, it's it's a twist on a, on a rom-com. And you know, man, they fall in love. What's going to happen in a romantic comedy, right? Yeah, that's exactly so how it like, always works. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, they end up going down the aisle or whatever. Spoiler alert, but hey, everybody knew that was coming. Together, together. Got to check that out. Of course, Angelina Jolie, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Yeah, I want to talk with you about that because it didn't didn't do big box office this last weekend. It it underperformed. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that, you know, it might have been a little backlash against Angelina Jolie. Everybody thinks of her as a pretty face. She's awesome in this movie. And, of yes. course, uh, Sheridan wrote the script for it, and yes. it's a great movie. It's a fun yes. movie uh, to watch. I really enjoyed it. Yes. yes, it's a wonderful film. You need to check it out. It's playing at all five of my Arkansas locations. Wonderful film. Uh, what what can you not love about Taylor Sheridan? Everything he writes and directs, from Yellowstone to Wind River. Um, you know, obviously this film it's tremendous. It's great. Loved it. Loved her in it. Loved the supporting cast. Loved what he did. And as you and I have talked about before, they take people that are out doing their job every day. Whether you're talking about a firefighter or a policeman or a sheriff's deputy, or he takes people, a rancher, a farmer. He takes people like that and makes them heroes in circumstances, in all of his films. And, you know, I love that. That's great. That's wonderful. You know what you're getting with a Taylor Sheridan film? Yep. She did great. You know, the box office on that, you know, honestly, one of the issues is just not enough marketing behind it. There's not enough marketing behind the film. Should have been more marketing on the film, number one. And then number two, if you look at the United States as a whole, um, you know, a lot of people are confused as to what movie theaters are open, what movie theaters are not open, uh, what's the capacity at the movie theaters, uh, if the local movie theater is open, what days is it open, how many showtimes does it have, do, you know, how many people can set together, do you have to wear a mask or not. There's just a lot of confusion out there for the movie going public across the country, right? Yeah. And, you know, I've been open for... Um, a year and three days. I mean, I opened up on May the 18th of 2020. I was only closed eight weeks. 
But, I mean, there are movie theaters in the country that just opened up last Friday. Yeah, I mean, just kicking it just in again. Open. That's right. Yeah, there's some that are just going to open today. I mean, there's some movie theaters that are not going to open until Friday the 28th. They're waiting on Memorial Day weekend. So, you know, if you closed on March 15th of 2020, and you have not shown a movie until May 28th of, uh, you know, 2021, right? I mean, you know, 14 full months later, you've been closed, right? So obviously, you know, the public out there just doesn't know, you know, I mean, there's still a lot of theaters closed, California, New York, Chicago, places like that. They're finally going to get up and run on the 28th. And that's impacting the box office. I mean, when you talk about a movie going place the size of, you know, it's 10, 10 million people, potential movie goers in, you know, Los Angeles, Los Angeles County area, you know, Orange County and all Correct. that. So, yeah, it, it, a lot of confusion out there. That's impacting the box office. Uh, I hope that the message can get out. And, you know, people are trying to push that message. The big screen is back, and you're seeing a lot of uh, ads and a lot of social media where these movie stars are out there talking about that, whether you're, whether it's Vin Diesel or The Rock or Arnold Schwarzenegger or Angelina Jolie trying to let people know, hey, Movie theaters open in your town. Get back over there and check this movie out on the big screen because I made this movie to be seen on the big screen. Well, you've got to you've got to see this movie on the big screen. If everybody can remember back uh, twenty years when Backdraft came out and how impressive that movie is. Fire is in itself its own personality, and it, it, it plays a part in this motion picture. It's a forest fire. But then you got a young kid that's running from some some uh, higher killers because his father was a, a forensic CPA and he uh, was working with a DA and they uncovered a bat, about a bunch of bad stuff that uh, some very powerful people have done. So they're trying to knock off everybody that has the information. And Angelina Jolie gets drawn into it by circumstance, as does uh a sheriff, and it, it's a great motion picture. You really should see it. One of my favorite scenes in that movie is when uh, one character looks at a bad guy and says, I'll let the fire have you. And it's it just, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, you'll want to cheer when they say that. I'm just going to tell you, you're going to want to cheer uh, when I, they say I, I that. I could not agree with you more. I mean, it's spot on for the film. It's a great movie. No yeah, doubt about it. It really, really was. I really enjoyed it. And I'm not saying i'm not a really big angelina jolie fan but she's very good in this motion picture she really is and the kid is awesome he's really awesome all right let's take a quick break and uh, matt and i'll be back i want to talk about this new army of of dead that's going to be out and there's uh, some other movies that have already been out that are still at the theaters you got to see the wrath of man with jason statham if you haven't you need to see it we'll talk about that as well do you have questions about filing for social security that's my question for you right now. Uh, if you do, you can get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet called Your Guide to Social Security. David Lucas worked on this from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. And if there's one thing that David Lucas is very strong in, and it's writing these booklets that help you understand important decisions that you have to make about your money. It's a 27-page booklet. It outlines what you need to know. It could help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. And if uh, you're within five years of filing for Social Security, you need a copy. And it's free. Again, let me repeat that. It's free. It's a free booklet. Now, you call them, 501-222-3315. And as a bonus, you'll get even more. 
you'll receive a free customized Social Security analysis that pinpoints the optimal time because there is an optimal time you should take your Social Security so that you can get every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone, call now, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. All right, we're talking about what are you going to do tonight? You got to go to a movie? I'm not. I'm going to a graduation tonight over at, uh, uh, you know, the football field, War Memorial. Uh, Cabot's graduating tonight. My grandson's graduating, so I'm going over to watch him get his diploma. Big big deal for your kids when they graduate. It is a huge deal. It is as big now as it was when you were that age, and you got your diploma, and then you thought you had your whole life in front of you, that, and that every decision that you were making at that moment was going to impact you for the rest of your life. It's, a, it's an important time for a kid. Uh, but there's some more movies that are showing this weekend that you'll want to go see. Uh, this new Saw movie, it's called Spiral, but it's based on the Saw premise of, uh, of, a, of a killer that the police are trying to get. And he's killing people in very gruesome, way, gruesome ways. It did all right at the box office its first weekend. But it's Chris Rock, and don't expect Chris Rock to be cracking all kinds of jokes because it's not that kind of movie. Dramatic role for Chris Rock. Samuel Jackson's also in the film. Number one at the box office last weekend. Spiral from the Book of Salts, rated R. Playing all five locations. Check it out. I'm sure it will repeat as number one at the box office this weekend. Uh, we still have Wrath of Man. Oh, by man. Guy Ritchie. What a great movie. That, a that's day. a great movie. I'm, I mean, I'm a Jason Statham fan, but, you know, Guy Ritchie, he's either great or he's not great. He's great in this motion picture. He directs this fo- this motion picture, you know, spot on. He does. A, he hits the nail right on the head. He's great on this movie. I would agree. Uh, when Guy Ritchie does a film, it's either a home run or a strikeout. Nothing in between. Yeah, no did, doubt about it. Did you hear that uh, 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 Robert Downey Jr. announced that he and uh, uh, and uh, them will get together and they're going to do another Sherlock Holmes movie? Oh, that'd be good for Guy Ritchie. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be real good. Absolutely, those movies were good. Those were massive hits. They were ex- they were yes. excellent motion pictures. To be good honest, movies. Good so movies. Jude Law is going to be in it too. I'm hearing. It'll uh, be great. Wrath of Man's on at all five locations. Uh, we are still showing Mortal Kombat. We still have Godzilla versus Kong mm-hmm. that's playing. Good one uh, for the kids from Walt Disney. Raya and the Last Dragon. Yep, that's still on the screen. Let's talk about something that's at Riverdale, and it's a great movie, and people need to go see it. I don't know about everybody else, but I think, you know, I remember those stories a few years ago about these kids that are over in Europe and getting themselves, and they're they're traveling to the Middle East to become members of ISIS. Just craziest stories I've ever heard of, and they were recruited online. And there's there's a movie out called Profile, and if you've ever wondered how they make that and made this happen, you go see this movie and you'll understand a lot more about it. From Focus Features, uh, it's based on a true story. A reporter checks into this, and they try to recruit the reporter using social media. 
And uh, she gets caught in that web of that terrorist recruiting that is happening on all those social media channels as she tries to investigate it, figure out where the recruiter is, what's going on, how they're hooking these people into it. True story really happened uh, to a reporter there in London. Uh, Focus features rated R, great film, uh, and it's at Riverdale10.com. Hit the website there to see you know, all the information on the film and, of course, to buy your tickets in advance. Yeah, that Russian director who directed this motion picture did a great job. Uh, yes. in putting this this film together it's well worth watching because it will it will educate you as well well bud well, we have i ghostbusters now ghostbusters june june the 8th that's right it's our next classic months, movie gotta gotta see the original you gotta stay to, you gotta see the stay puff man what can i say that's a, that's an important movie it was uh it was a huge huge movie at at the time and of course it's classic movie brought to you by 101.1 FM The Answer and the Dave Ellswick Show. We've been doing the classic movie now for 21 years. 20 million years. 20 you, know, you have years. been showing a classic movie in Arkansas since you located in Arkansas. I have. I mean, that was a, I mean that was a great thing and when you started your radio program in Arkansas nobody else was doing it. That's right. 21 years, buddy. We've been doing 21 years. We were to be commended for that, I think. So I'm You were doing it back when it was 35-millimeter film. Yeah. I'm patting us both on the back, all right? What's that? (laughs) I'm patting both of us on the back. I'm I'm breaking my arm right now, patting ourselves on the back. But that's also 21 years in Arkansas Radio for you. Yep, that's true. 21 years. Congratulations. Been around here for a while. I appreciate that, Matt. Now go for 21 more. Oh, no. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm going to stick around for a while longer. I I enjoy what I'm doing. Matt Smith, thank you you so much. We appreciate you. Don't forget about all the, you know, VIP cinemas. Go see a movie this weekend. I'll see you all on Monday, 6 a.m. right here on 101.1 a.m. FM, pardon me, The Answer.